Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast where we have uh, episodes from the various books I've written, and we also have bonus episodes like this one you are listening to right now, where we happen to be interviewing a author to talk about uh, her work. Uh, and her name is Catherine Hudson, who is celebrating her latest novel in the Accessory to Magic series called The Spellcast Gate. And Catherine uh, has been on the blog a number of times in the past. And as you'll see in the written portion of this interview, uh, she has been back in 2020 and 2019. And I'm glad to have her on the blog and podcast now as I have revamped the interviews. So let's welcome Catherine to the blog and podcast. How you doing, Kat? I'm doing great, Con. Thanks. And thanks for having me. This is awesome to be on here. Yeah, yeah. It is neat to finally uh, meet after, I guess this would be year one, after two years. Yeah, it's been a while. And now now we actually get to talk to each other. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing about the this whole global pandemic is it's kind of forced people to get innovative on how to interact. And now I get to talk to people in other parts of the world. That's wonderful. I actually have been inside my comfort zone, <laughs> sitting behind my desk, meeting people virtually the whole time. <laughs> this, is, this, this is where I belong. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And that's because, yeah, you're full-time, right? Writing? Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. You, you get to do this all the time. <laughs> I do. It's pretty awesome. I feel very fortunate that that's something I'm able to do now. It's a long time coming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and your your new series, Accessory to Magic, has been taken off like amazingly well. It really has, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been a crazy, exciting journey um, just over the last six months, and uh, yeah. the entire series isn't even out yet. <laughs> yeah, which is super cool because, like, you were hopping some genres before you jumped into. Is it safe to say it's urban fantasy? Yes, I would say. Yeah, a little bit of a yeah. mashup but mostly urban fantasy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because before you did uh, both 2019 and 2020, we talked about the Blue Helix series, which is dystopian. And now, um, yeah, do you, did you just decide to jump genres or just uh, where the story took you? Well, it's, um, so I am also a ghostwriter. So I work on my own stuff and then obviously um, I ghostwrite for my clients. And then almost three years now that I've been writing um, urban fantasy for my clients. And all of those have uh, sold really, really well. <laughs> and I apparently had a knack for urban fantasy, um, which is not ever something that I ever thought I would be writing, especially under my own name and with my own repertoire of, of books and genres. Um, so I figured I'd take a stab at it. <laughs> and. It's actually going far better than I anticipated. It's a good choice, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because I remember when you had uh, announced the very first one, and then it just more kept like steamrolling, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, I didn't know you did ghost writing. Uh, so, and you ghost write for fantasy. Like, uh, how did you find that kind of guess niche? Yeah, well, I. Um... I had stumbled upon a webinar 
years ago that was um i mean it was titled you know make six figures a year writing fiction and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> cannot be real um and so it was a webinar talking about ghostwriting and then i eventually um hustled my way into kind of a a boot camp sort of course um where I got a lot of support in terms of, you know, how to set up profiles on freelancing sites. And actually the uh, person who ran the ghostwriting bootcamp ended up um, referring me to a lot of clients. And so then I got really big repeat clients that have been, you know, it's been my, uh, <laughs> my main bread and butter for the last couple of years. And, and now um, with the accessory magic series, actually, I'm going to be able to, turn that around and uh stop the ghostwriting here pretty soon probably the next year and just nice. do this full-time for myself all the way yeah which will be really cool so oh yeah yeah because you get to tell your stories now and, uh, exactly <laughs> yeah and instead of being more of um architect or engineer in the background you're yeah you get to bring your stuff to life and uh yeah you get known for it right which is which is really great um of course with that all with all that comes also having to handle all the other yes. production aspects, right? Which, you know, are yeah. also a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's been one of my favorite things about ghostwriting is I get to just write the book. I don't have yeah. to deal with all the other stuff. Um, so, you know, it has its, its gives and take doing both, yeah. but yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. Cause you, you hear journey. people talk about that, um, that are in the six figures that, are self-published with their their own work and they talk about finding the time to write the next thing ends up being the most difficult uh part of the writing career because you're, you're juggling all this other stuff between project management business uh organization and marketing and everything in between it's uh it, the writing ends up getting lost sometimes yeah i you know fingers crossed that i don't find myself <laughs> in that pool uh i think i think it's super important to have a support team i suppose uh i do already have um quite a few people who help me out with those things which is really great i'm fortunate to have that so you know <laughs> i'm still splitting up my time now between ghost writing things and writing my own things and then overseeing i suppose the, the delegation of my own publishing projects but um yeah hopefully yeah. i don't run out of writing time <laughs> yeah writing time and uh steam because that's uh just a global thing i find in any sort of creative direction is just project burnout and it's mm. so easy to overdo it and then yeah just kind of yeah you have to get through that mental wall again of overcoming the burnout where you just uh yeah you're you're just at a wall yes yes i um I think, well, fortunately for me with the ghostwriting, uh, getting paid up front <laughs> Ooh, yes, that's really that nice uh, <laughs> deterrent for that burnout wall, for sure. It just blows right through it uh, most of the time. Um, but yeah, I, it is definitely a, a mental thing I have found in the last couple of years. Um, I never thought that I would ever get to the point where I'm writing as much all day, every day as I am. And it has turned out to just be all about that frame of mind going in and the mindset about it. So you nailed that. <laughs> totally right. Yeah. 
Well, like you said, it helps. There's encouragement getting paid up front because uh, as a professional, you're being paid to be creative. So you got to turn it on. You don't wait right. for the muse. <laughs> There's exactly. no muse. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen a muse in in quite some time, or maybe they're <laughs> just here with me all the time, and that's also great. <laughs> yeah, or you've learned to summon it. Like uh, now you're the master. <laughs> yes, I I like to think so. Some days, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have my days. Some days. Oh yeah. But you know, I like being the master. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get to call it on. Like, uh, yeah. A similar route with uh, doing design work and clients need a logo. You gotta, you gotta make mm-hmm. that logo now. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. It's true. Yeah. So, how many? Um, out of curiosity, do you know on average how many words you do in a day, or do you not keep track of that kind of stat? I keep track of all the stats. I am <laughs> that crazy person. Um, Right now, my average is about uh, thirteen to fourteen thousand words a day. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Thanks. Took, it took a while to build up to that. I'm not saying I started. Oh yeah. By no. any means, <laughs> no, it, it helps that I have all day. Also, you know, but yeah, that's um, that's pretty much it. I think the most I was doing for a while was like fifteen or sixteen, and I was writing about three and a half books a month for my clients. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It was a bit. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. But I guess that would be kind of doable. Yeah. If you're doing, we're doing like 15, 16,000 over 30 days. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's a hustle. It was, it was a lot. About a year ago, I think I was, I was, I was breaking like 325,000 words a month for a couple months in a row. And then I said, I need to, I need to back up a little bit. <laughs> you know, that's where that burnout comes in. I still, I still write around 20 or 200,000 <laughs> a month, you know, but um, yeah, it's all about finding your limits, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And you don't know till you push it just a little too far. And it's, uh, exactly. it's like a muscle. It's like, oh, that muscle hurts now. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm going to take a few rest days. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And you're able to now start moving into doing uh, your series, which, yeah, the first, I guess, one, the springboard is the accessory to magic. Um, yeah. Are you doing, do you have plans after, or is this series you're going to keep um, building, uh, building on? I have uh, mapped it out. Something I never do is actually mm-hmm. plan series before I write them. Um, this time I actually did. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting exercise in stretching my creative comfort zone. Um, so the, the spellcast gate is book five in this series, and that'll be out June 24th. Um, and after that, I will be writing the third book in the blue helix series. The other Ooh. two dystopian books that um, you interviewed me about the last couple of years. Yeah. And then another urban fantasy series with demons, probably. And um, yeah, I'm going to pull them all together, see what happens. But um, I kind of have a hard time looking farther ahead in the future than a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, that's wise. Like uh, on a broad stroke again, you hear people talk about two-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan. And there's some there's truth to that, and it helps. Mm. Uh, rather yeah. than just being uh, falling into that trap of being more of a firefighter, where you're just thinking within the moment, trying to 
deal with the immediate needs and causes and then you're jumping to the next one and you're never actually being proactive and just being reactive. Very true. Yeah, it's a fine line between living in those two spaces, I think. Yeah, Yeah, it, it takes a lot of practice. I've definitely been in both. And I think, you know, in terms of life plans or financial plans or, you know, um, my personal family life, that two-year, five-year plan is a huge help. It's definitely um, is, is good to have and look forward that way. And um, project-wise, <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I look beyond, you know, the end of a series or sometimes even the next book in the series, I tend to <laughs> get really anxious and scattered. <laughs> So I just, you know, I take it one thing at a time and then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, if you yeah, if you plan it too much, it ends up, you, you get frozen deer in the headlights and that's easily where the anxiety comes from. But if it's, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just taking it as it goes, but you have this vague idea, it helps way more than the meticulous planning where it's almost checkbox-like. It, it can be too much. Yes. I find I get I get bored that way yeah. as well. If I always know the next step that's coming, I feel like I've already been there, <laughs> so I, I lose interest. I don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. No, no, you because you want to be passionate, especially if it's your your stuff. <laughs> totally, yes. Which I am. I'm definitely very passionate about my own stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've been doing fantastic. It. Uh, Thank so, you. And I think I mentioned it in the written portion, but. Uh, so the spell cast gate is the fifth one. Is mm-hmm. that the final? That is the final. Um, I'll have to see how it how it ends up. You know, I have the ending. You know, four thousand words of what book five will contain. I never really know if the ending is going to be what I anticipated. It rarely ever is. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I imagine there will be some offshoot series off of this one based on how well you know it's been doing and how much my readers have loved the world and the characters so i've loved it too (laughs) i'm be excited to keep going with that um but yeah book five is the final book in accessory magic nice as far as i know it (laughs) for for now (laughs) right yeah (laughs) we'll see (laughs) yeah cool Okay, well, uh, thank you very much, Catherine, for joining on both the blog and the podcast. Really awesome to finally, uh, yeah, put a face and a voice to 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 you. Absolutely, thank you so much for having me. This has been cool. great. And uh, yeah, tell us where we can find the accessory to magic series. Of course, that series is all in Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. Excuse me. So. Um, ebooks, you can grab that on Amazon. Um, paperbacks of all the books are available wherever good books are sold Amazon, Barnes Noble, um, Books Million, all those places. Um, and my website. Also, you can find everything you need to know about me on there. That's CatherineHudsonFiction.com. Perfect. Thank you, Kath. And uh, yeah, we'll talk again soon. Perfect. Thank you. Ciao.